0: What's up world and welcome back to the five and Stuff Podcast where hip-hop heads discuss hip-hop topics. On today's episode, first dive into a couple of news nuggets, such as Jim Jones talking a
1: little recklessly
2: about
0: some of his competition in the hip-hop game. Also, producer Daniel Grease saying he has 50 unreleased DMX songs and we discuss should they be released and are posthumous albums really just cash grabs. Then we'll dive into whether or not the year 2000 was one of the greatest years for the hip-hop culture. We'll dive into the album, the songs, the producers, and many other factors at play that put it in the running. Then for our album Face Off, we'll be comparing High Technology by DJ High Tech with The Essence Of by j Rawls, and weigh in on which album we felt was better and why. And then the crew will share what they've been bumping for the past week. So with that, please kick back and enjoy the show. Yo.
3: How you doing?
0: What's going on, cuz?
3: Nothing much.
0: I know who that was with that with that avatar. <laughs>
3: yeah. It was a rough one. I had a headache. I'm finally feeling better, so I said, let me go ahead and uh join the podcast today.
0: Oh man, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. What you what it was kicking in uh, earlier or you was just after work? Or?
3: No, I think I've been. I think I got dehydrated from all the heat this weekend and drinking a lot, but not drinking a lot of water.
0: <laughs> That's typical for Chaz. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, like, why am I dehydrated? I drink
3: plenty of Patron. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. So
3: now I got the Powerade on
0: deck. <laughs> yeah, get your get your electrolytes in there. Right. Yo, what's going on, Fred? What's good? Man, glad you could join us, man. Long time no hear from. It's been a minute. I know, man. I know, man. Good to have you back, bro. It's good to be back. Absolutely, absolutely, man. I got my I got my cousin Chaz on the line. She she's uh sharing her brilliant commentary as usual. <laughs> Chaz, hello. Right. And uh, I'm waiting for. Here we go. Yo, what's going on, Jamil? What's happening? Not much, man. Not much. Y'all get, <laughs> Merry y'all get weather. the Cicadas yet down there?
4: Uh, no. Nah, not that I know
0: of. I ain't heard them. Okay, okay. Yeah, I heard they was gonna be making their way through the country soon, but uh, you know, <laughs> nothing I mean, they yet.
4: roll up. I got, I got some for them.
0: <laughs> you got some <something> for them. <laughs> I didn't even see you was on. Chaz, what's happening?
3: Nothing much. Are you?
4: Fantastic.
3: How hot is it there?
4: Oh, it's approaching Hades for sure. Oh,
3: okay. <laughs> yeah, it was
4: about uh, I think a hundred and two is what my car said.
3: <sighs> Lord.
4: <laughs> but that was just from uh sitting sitting there.
0: Jeez. Yeah, it does put a, a hurting on doing yard work, man. I um I was gonna I meant to do my yard work Saturday, but it rained, so I'm like, can't do it now. And you know, then yesterday, it was hot as blazes. So I'm like, man, forget this. Like, This grass is going to have to grow a little bit long. But uh Oh, you man. cut your own grass, cuz? Everyone always says that. Every time I tell somebody that, they be like, you, you do your own yard work? I'm like, yeah.
4: That's a thing that people don't do their own yard work?
1: I need to get on that. Nah, <laughs> Mexicans are real cheap. You,
2: know
0: you said what I was thinking. <laughs> but I you know what? to be fair. You know what, Fred? I used to have some gentlemen do it. But um, what happened? Oh, they, they stopped coming around. Like, like after a certain year, I don't know if... Because when 45 got in there, they had the you know, am spray. Mm-hmm. But, you know, after a while, they stopped coming around. So, I was just like, well, I do got a lawnmower. So, you know, and I'm saving... I, I don't even remember what I was paying them. But I, I was saving, you know, a fair amount of money per month to just do it myself. And I'm like, you know what? I need the exercise. I need the fresh air. Let me just... I just doing it. Because that's how I was raised, you know? Like, growing up, I was raised, you just you cut your own grass, you know?
1: Yeah, but see, now that you're an adult, that's
0: the <laughs> Like, <laughs> like God.
1: right. I'm an things to do. You know now, and, like, yo, the whole time, kid, me was like, man, Suze, as as I, I ain't never doing this, and I keep my promises to myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really not mad at that, though, because...
4: I mean you do save money by doing it yourself, but
2: yeah. how much
4: I mean, how valuable is your time though? You
2: know exactly. what I
4: mean? That's kinda that's kinda where I'm at with, with most things these days.
3: I mean, you know, you're doing them a service and they are doing you a service because you work a full time job. That is their job.
4: That's real. And yeah, if I was getting paid to do this, would I would I be uh you know, expect more for my time than I'm paying out ultimately. Y'all y'all might be convincing me to go this route.
1: Yeah, like there's certain things I would pay not to do. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. every morning you can pretty much cook for yourself. But yo, I drop whatever to go to a um, young drive-thru and be good. I'm okay with that. That's why I work every day. So I do not have to do that.
0: That is. Hey, I respect it. I respect it. You know, like, I don't know, man. Like, the older I get, the more I'm, I'm becoming more and more like my dad, man, which is. It's heartening, you know what i mean because it's like to break the cycle cause it's kind of inevitable man we all turn into our our parents yeah we do in one way or the other man just watch god Two. Mm. too um word <laughs> you know it's crazy it's like because i'm always not always but i don't i don't mind looking for ways to cut corners like one th- one of the things with the pandemic i I uh, man i went like a good six months without getting a haircut probably longer really but once I did that, I was like, you know what? I don't need to drop 40 bucks for me and my son every other week to get a haircut. We can go a month or we can go a month and a half. And, you know, you save a little on the back end and you start seeing your your bank account grow little by little and you're like, oh, I can get used to this.
3: So were you wearing a fro or were
0: you cutting it yourself? I, I was not doing anything to it. I, I I would knot it up to, you know, kill some of the length. But yeah, I wasn't really doing anything to it.
1: But were you shaving
0: though? That, that was a question. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I was still shaving. I can only get away with one of those. <laughs> right. Boy, you know, I had to tell. I had to tell. You know, I had to tell the brothers. You know, upfront, like, yo, look, we in a pandemic. You know, I'm always reading articles about some poor sap who went into the barber shop because he wanted to get a, a lining or a taper, and three days Man. later he was dead from COVID. <laughs>
3: yeah. Right.
0: And I'm like, it ain't gonna be me, man. Like, sorry, I just gonna have to deal with me with this long hair. But I was a uh, five
1: flavors of homeless, but yeah, it was fine for me.
0: You say you did what?
1: No, like pandemic when like lockdown first happened, I was like, cool, I stopped everything. I was working from home, so I'm like, all right, cool, no clothes. Whatever. <laughs> no no clothing whatsoever. I am still feel it, it's just me. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Living
1: my savage bachelor
0: life. And I was okay with that. I miss that. <laughs> it's hilarious. Hey, man, I respect it, man. I respect it. All right, man, let's get into these news nuggets, man. Real quick, I don't know if y'all saw this Um, <laughs> in local news. uh, Here in Chicago, they set up a, a pop-up strip club, a pop-up outdoor strip club on 63rd and King Drive. What?
4: Of, course, of course, it was on 63rd and King. Right?
0: <laughs> Sad pop up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So a bunch of a bunch of chicks just pulled up. You know, what I'm saying, had their own had their own poles that they set into the ground. Dudes was throwing dollars at them, and they they did like they did the whole stripper thing on the corner of 63rd and King outside.
3: Until the cops
0: I mean, are pulled up, right? No, but we'll I see. Mean, why would you do that right did. by the train? Though? I don't know if it was right by the train. The, from from the footage I saw, it looked like it could have been maybe a block, a half block north or south of okay. the train. But hey man, innovation. I got to hand it to him.
4: <laughs> I mean, because there's a million vacant lots in the city. Like this especially is, over like, there. If yeah. this is your thing, I do not. I do not necessarily condone this behavior. But
1: oh boy, there's
0: money, money the to video. be made there. There's definitely money to be made there. Yeah, I mean, they was going at it too. I was like, I
3: found the video. Wow,
0: <laughs> <laughs> that, it, that, that doesn't get a wow. I'm sorry.
1: No, the I'm on the case. The video. No, no. My thing is okay. Of course, the caveat: I don't condone whatever, whatever. But I hate half measures. You know, a pop up strip club would be dope if you all go all out with it. You know, fireworks, lights, but it was just a bunch of single mom day shift workers and bikinis. I'm like, nah.
0: Yeah. I mean, you got to start somewhere. Right. You got to <laughs> start somewhere. I mean, they're they not going to have the full shebang, but in the, they got to see the, how it
1: works. No. <laughs>
0: They, they got to do market research first. Mm-hmm. Right. So it was so. more of a focus group
4: and less an actual strip club. I get it. <laughs>
0: hey, it
3: looked I like
4: it was a fo- uh, focus group. <laughs> sure.
3: I mean, uh, apparently it was um, equal opportunity on races, too. It was a white strip, it looked like.
0: Oh, wow. There's always one. <laughs>
3: don't think there I was. saw that video, but I.
0: Yeah, it's always one but hey man shout out to them for that innovation man I, who would have thought <laughs> but um moving right along man real quick uh um, oh
3: hold up hold up Go ahead. i think it was in philly because
0: that was in philly
3: yeah because i just <clears throat> i started scrolling looking at the comments <laughs> and, and folks was like it's 63rd and king in philly
0: Oh, okay, mm. okay. I thought I thought I didn't even when I heard it was 63rd and King here, I didn't even question it.
3: Yeah, I wouldn't either.
0: I mean, that makes sense. Mm. That's why I asked about the train,
3: <laughs> right? Right,
0: yeah, because that, that's
3: right there. Okay,
0: yeah, that's right there. Okay, good, good sleuth
3: sleuth to f- hold that L.
0: Good sleuth work, uh, Chaz. That was uh,
3: <laughs> no fraud.
0: It's funny how every urban city has a King Drive though.
3: Well oh, of course, in the hood, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right.
4: <laughs> I mean, let's be honest though. Who who else was clamoring for a, a Martin Luther King Drive or Avenue or whatever? They're not
1: gonna do that in South Dakota, bro. bro.
4: Not at all. <laughs> not at all. You got a you got a Robert E. Lee Street though.
0: <laughs> Jefferson Davis Boulevard. You you get that.
4: <laughs> David Duke Way.
0: Real quick, man. So in, in other news nuggets, I don't know if y'all saw this. There was a I don't know if he's a blogger or just a, a hip hop commentator or whatever. This dude named Brian B. Dot Miller. He had tweeted out this list of the 10, quote unquote, best rappers of 2021 so far. And he, I'm not going to get into his list per se, but he had a variety of rappers on there. Conway, Benny the Butcher, Drake, Freddie Gibbs, Nas, Jay-Z, <clears throat> J. Cole. Uh, he also had Jim Jones at number 10. And when he dropped this list, I guess it elicited a response from New York rapper Jim Jones. And he had said, I didn't make this list, but tell Miller. the list is cute. He says, mm. I'm going to start chopping this list down one by one, LOL, LOL. Matter of fact, put me in the booth of any one of these artists and let's do it live and see who's left standing. That's how we really settle this ish. Like the Westerns shoot the booth up. Uh, And basically said that he can outwrap everybody else on this list. Um, What is y'all's response to Jim Jones? That he on strong? (laughs) Sir, sit down. Yeah, it's like if you could outrap these dudes, Jim Jones, why haven't you? Exactly. You know, you you, you just got you, you just got hot with a couple of albums that you know had some really good production from from Harry Fraud. But dude, your career has been a no show pretty much up until this point. It's like I hate it when rappers see these lists and they go, like, "Oh, I'll do any of these people." It's like, how come you haven't? How come you haven't? You've been in the public eye for, what, 15-plus years, Jim Jones. You ain't dropped a, a classic album. You haven't dropped a a, str- a string of consistent singles like the rest of these artists. It's uh, just... Uh, uh,
1: give me a Jim Jones classic bar.
0: <laughs> I, I, I don't give have album. one. Give uh, me uh, a yeah. bar. I don't have Besides
1: one. that bowl, it went rough. Come on. Come on.
0: You a hype man. You yeah, are yeah,
1: he's the g- 2000s flavor.
0: Flay, sit down, son. Yeah, he, 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 you're, you're right, He a glorified hype man. I that's the best way to put it, man.
1: Right, you standing behind Cam, who wasn't that hot to begin with. Yeah, Dipset was a movement, but yo, you put a, microsu- a microscope under anybody in Dipset, maybe except you else. Ain't nothing there,
4: yeah, agreed. I mean, they have their appeal for their audience, but it, it wasn't. It was, it was for that time, right? Like you said, there was a movement, and I think Jones knows that he ain't really, you know, he ain't really got nothing for the, the dudes on his list. I'm kind of over all of these lists, personally. Um, they seem to be designed just to elicit some sort of reaction. Like, I don't think they're made in good faith anymore.
0: I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to ride with that, too, Jamel, because and number one, he had a little baby. And exactly. Like, exactly. You know, Lil Baby's had a good year and everything, but, like, you, you're putting him over J. Cole and Jay-Z and Nas? I would put him, if you're just talking about 2021,
4: I would put him over Jay-Z. Jay-Z ain't dropped nothing. Nas ain't dropped nothing. Drake ain't dropped nothing. They shouldn't even be on the
0: list. You would put him over a Conway and Biddy the Butcher? Not at all. You would put Not him over... You, I, I, you, I know you wouldn't put him over Cole... Yeah, Jim Jones wouldn't even be on here. Um, <laughs> right. I wouldn't put nah, Jim for Drake. Well, Drake but is staying active. That... I know he has an album coming out. He 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 dropped that what he was that, the- that? That little three song EP earlier this year, All right?
1: right.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Drake, Drake is active. Drake but, has
1: yeah. bars. That's the main thing. If we're he talking had, about uh, the best rappers, top ten rappers, give me a rap compared to a rap. Seriously, besides the course or whatnot, I couldn't tell you one bar Jim Jones ever spit.
0: I, I couldn't either. Besides
1: teaching Keen in the background, uh,
0: stop it. Well, what was also suspect? He's got Little Wayne at number three, and who also I'm, didn't drop nothing. No. Yeah, I was gonna say, did I miss something?
3: No, that was last year.
0: Okay, what did he, he drop last year?
3: Uh,
0: he had that funeral album that didn't do nothing.
3: Yeah, Oh, that was last year. Yeah.
0: I believe so. Oh, wow. I believe okay. so. But yeah, you're right. I, I think it was just put out there to yeah, elicit.
3: Incite people. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. Get like people
0: talking, you know. Yeah,
3: got us talking about it now?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And got Jim Jones uh, uh, talking about it. Also, too, in in, um, in uh, News Nuggets, I don't know if y'all saw this, but this, this producer by the name of Dane Grease, he was along collaborator with dmx he he came out and said that he's got 50 unreleased dmx songs that he's waiting to release now a lot of people might have heard his posthumous album that was a little disappointing that mm-hmm. exodus album in your opinion do, do y'all think these tracks should be released or do y'all see posthumous albums like this where they release vault material as a cash grab
3: To me, it depends on the artist. Like if it's, you know, like Matt Villain, or, you know, it it depends on the artist. For um, him to release songs from um, from DMX, I don't think (laughs) we really, we liked them. We liked them in the 90s or 2000s, but he wasn't relevant now, so it's unnecessary. But an artist who's relevant now, and if they were to pass away suddenly, yeah, release the vault because we, You know, it's still um, music that we, the beats are probably relevant. It's something that we would like now.
1: Let me ask you this, based on what you just said. We're talking about posthumous release vaults. DMX, I feel iffy on. But if you're like, yo, they opening up Prince's home, Michael Jackson going to release their music, I'd
3: be all about it. Why is that? I didn't even like the print stuff they released, but
1: Well really? Well I mean, yeah, it wasn't polished. I think like artists put out another when they rate and put out what's really a hit. I don't think they really saved their best stuff for themselves. Right. Right. But still just to peep the genius of it is worth it.
4: Even yeah. if it wrecks yeah. the image yeah. of the artistry that you had though. Because yeah. if you just yeah. put out, you know, volumes and volumes of cheeks yeah. material.
1: like looking at let's say an artist or director their uncut work or the behind the scenes dvd extras yeah it's not as good as the polished product sure but it adds something to it but maybe if it's a
3: song like yeah i'm thinking if it's a song the artist really liked that just didn't make the album and then they died and you like this is the songs he rocked to that didn't make the cut versus some stuff that he didn't even like that didn't make the album and now you're gonna put it out there for the whole world to hear the garbage stuff. I don't know about all that. don't tarnish the man's I
1: mean
4: the
2: man's
1: name now is done. You know
4: I'm I think I got a I think I got a different opinion then because because it's game grease, I'm kinda here for it. I, I think I would need to know a little bit more about the material because you know DMX was becoming active again so is this stuff that they just worked on recently and it just didn't make the album I'm 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 good with that plus I think Dame Breeze the style of production that he does works really well with DMX and I think that we might have gotten a better project out of him than what we got
0: yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I was hoping we would, you know. Um, I'm, I'm so split on the whole Posthumous album thing because, I mean, I mean, like with any genre, it's like you, you got swings and you know you got misses and you got hits, you know. And I, I, some artists they really have some really dope material that was unreleased at the time of their death, you know, like Jay Dilla, like Big L, um, like Big Pun you know in a, in a few other cases uh like mf doom uh what what, what is what little has trickle you know out there uh after his death so you know i don't know man it, i'm i'm 50 50 but judging from what we heard on that exodus album you know i'm more inclined to say i'll pass what's up vince
5: what's up man how's everybody doing pretty good what's man good
0: pretty good um, I was just discussing, Vince, what's your opinion on, well, producer Dame Greasy, he came out in a post and said that he had 50 unreleased DMX tracks. What do you feel about collaborators releasing posthumous albums or material after artists have died? Do you think it's a cash grab and done in poor taste
5: or is this stuff you want to hear? I think it's a cash grab but it's done in good taste. Um, Because usually, I mean, you can, of course people in the business to make money, but also usually when someone passes away, that's when people want to hear something of them. So if they got something that's new to offer, that would make the most sense business wise. But um, I think it's a measure of some people that that didn't really necessarily appreciate said artists that passed away. And they're just using it as a crux to make money. So I think it's like all of it. It's a mixture of everything.
0: Okay, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, judging from what we've heard from that DMX Exodus album, would you want to he- even hear this?
5: Um. Yeah. I'm like 60% saying I
3: would. <laughs> I don't think Dan Chris did anything on that album, no. though. I don't think, think he so did either.
4: either. I, think,
0: I think that was all Swiss, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's
4: why I say I would. I would like to hear what Dame Grease had to had to do. Well,
5: I well, I'll this, give you. This a, album's
4: that. a little too glossy for me.
5: Well, an example of that happening in a good way was when Fifty Cent made sure that Pop Smoke's album came out. Um, his album was actually pretty good. The music they did a good job of uh with with the songs and stuff. Well with, so, Pop Smoke, but, with, with Pop
0: Smoke he was a little different because he got killed on his way up whereas with yeah. DMX we already got kind of like we we already got prime
5: DMX 20 years ago that, That's true too um, but I was just saying in terms of like an example of something good coming out of dropping you know because his album wasn't, didn't drop when he died think 50 Cent was like well we gonna drop this album and they, they did their due diligence in making sure that it was good and like it was quality there. You know, he he's not the biggest lyricist, but like as far as it being music that was good to listen to, it was pretty it was nice. Yeah,
0: yeah. Okay, okay, cool, cool. Well, I think we've covered that thoroughly. Um, so we're gonna go ahead, we're gonna move right along to our next topic for the night, our main topic for the night. Um we're gonna hop into DeLorean, man. We're gonna go back to the year two thousand. Um, We've done this before Where we kind of pick a year That's been uh, recognized As one of the best years In in hip hop culture And hip hop music And we analyze does that year deserve to be In the running for the best year For hip hop You know hands down bar none So we gonna go back to the year 2000 man You know as you know (laughs) We was all waiting for that Y2K glitch If y'all recall And nothing happened Mm -hmm. (laughs) but that year was very very eventful as far as hip-hop and when i went back and i did all my googles i gotta say man this year definitely in my humble opinion deserves to be included as one of the best years in Mm hip-hop definitely the best year in the last 2021 so i'm gonna just run through the albums real quick um because one of the things that is a factor in these discussions is how many classic albums dropped that year. And I'm going to mention an album. Y'all yay or nay if it was a classic. Eminem, Marshall Mathers LP. Classic. Not a classic.
1: But We haven't had White Boy A since. Classic.
0: Yeah, it was a classic. Why wouldn't you say it was a classic, Jamil?
4: Um because it doesn't age it doesn't age very well um with with some distance from it i mean it's still a a fantastic piece of work but there's a few too many skippables on it for me even with the stuff that i like but there's um maybe three songs off the top of my head that i can think of that you would you would skip past which are uh let's see criminal like you could even play criminal right now you'll get canceled for playing criminal (laughs) I love um, Oh it was funny. It was funny, but the bank um, robbing
1: part, don't shoot me. Oh,
4: that part was hilarious. Thank you. <laughs> um uh what was the the D twelve joint? Amityville? Uh, no, not Amityville. That was the one with him and Bazaar. Oh, one with where... the
3: influence? Yes. Okay. I, I like skipped that. that
4: one. And uh what's the drug song?
0: Oh, Drug Valley. Kid? No, yeah. Drug Valley. The
4: one with the the woman who she sings on pretty much every Eminem.
0: Yeah, that's Drug Valley.
4: Yeah, Drug Valley. You ask me for that.
0: Oh, come on, bro. I thought you were going to say Kim. One, Kim is
4: definitely another one that you that you know doesn't age well. Now you got to remember. Now, now I would definitely say no, but at the time, Kim was my joint. Remember I was seventeen year old uh love sick dude. So Kim was another one of them So, I like, yeah, I understand what you're saying. You're going a little far, M. But I feel where you where you start
0: now. Okay. okay no, so, no, not a
4: classic. Too many skips. All right.
0: Well we, we, we got four saying four four to one saying that he was a classic. Okay. Outcast stake
3: on you. Yep. Classic. Yeah. to classic. this day, classic.
0: I'ma give it the nine. Classic.
4: I'm gonna I mean, give it a classic. I, got, I had to think
0: about it. All right, Ghostface Killer, Supreme Clientele.
4: Classic, no question.
0: Classic. Of course, classic. Definitely yeah. classic. Talib Kwali and High Tech, Train of Thought. Yep. Classic. Yeah.
5: Classic. Oh, definitely.
0: All right. Um, Common, like Water for Chocolate. Yep. Classic. classic. Okay, Slum Village, Fantastic Volume Two.
5: Yep. Classic.
4: Classic.
0: Uh, classic. Yeah,
4: classic, classic. Yeah, only, yeah. only because of Dilla.
5: Yeah, an emotional classic. Yeah, emotionally. Yeah, just emotionally classic. Yeah, 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 but yeah. the whole
0: vibe <laughs> of Slump Village. I know what Vince <laughs> means because, like, I, I, I man, particular songs on that album. I could tell you exactly where I was at, what I was doing when these songs were bumping in my ear. Right, right. Um, right.
5: Yeah, but see. Slum Village is, in, is uh, it's like an IPA beer, man. <laughs> <laughs> they an acquired taste, either huh? You, huh? You, you no, know, either you like them or you don't. It's Right. Either you like them That's or it. you don't. So some people are just going to be like, nah, it ain't. I don't like nothing Slum Village. But me
4: personally. Shout out to Reggie.
5: <laughs> yeah, I, I would say it's a classic.
0: Most definitely. Most definitely classic. All right, we going a little left field here. Deltron thirty thirty.
3: I think. Yeah, I guess no opinion
0: on this one. I'ma go cult classic, definitely. People love Dale and people love Prince Paul. And mm-hmm. the two of them together worked and I'ma go I'm a even though it's not recognized in the wider hip hop community, it's definitely a cult classic for
4: people. I would say underground classic like for for If That's Your Space.
5: You rock with
0: it. Absolutely. um Ludacris back for the first time.
5: Classic. Classic.
3: What's on that one?
0: Classic. Not a classic. Southern hospitality.
3: Oh well, yeah,
1: yeah. Freaky oh. things oh, was on every <laughs> mixtape I made. But... Yeah.
2: Definitely.
4: What freaky
1: things on that album though? Yeah.
4: That wasn't on Chicken and Beer. Free,
1: nah, that was freaky things. It had that song with three six said you never uh, keep it on the hush roll out.
4: Um, that was Chicken and Beer, okay, I, okay.
0: Yeah. No, that was yeah, that was Chicken and Beer. Uh, uh, back for the first time had uh, what's your fantasy? Yep. Yeah. Done. Southern <laughs>
5: hospitality
0: looked like his on. Um, yeah, Southern hospitality it had it
5: had the song Hope. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they had that classic <laughs> freestyles.
3: No, whole was on
5: uh, Incognito. Back
0: for the first time. No, it was on back for the
5: first time. No, it was, it
0: was on probably on both, year. though, now that you mention it. Yeah,
5: and, yeah I was definitely also, on there. The sleeper hit Catch Up. I don't even remember that. Yeah, catch, up. catch Up. Catch Up was gonna on there. Catch Up. And all this smoking going to catch up.
0: Fat Rabbit, Mouthin off. Um, Randall, that was
1: on Tim's The Basement
0: too. Yeah. Oh, was it? Yeah. yeah, that was that was
1: and, and the, his
5: again, like his said,
4: introduction it, to the, the mainstream.
5: And like I okay. said that famous that famous cipher that him and I forget what what's his name? It, what's his name? Crooked per- per- Eye? Per- 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 he wait, he was on that? I don't, I don't remember, remember that, that at, at, at all. all. I, for, I forgot his name, but he um it was when him and Luda was they was just freestyling. They was doing a cipher on one of the skits or something.
0: Oh, I don't know. I don't, think, I don't think there was a freestyle on this, but it, I don't think it had another artist on there. I think it was just Luda. But moving right along, because we, we got a lot of albums to get to, uh, Busta Rhymes, Anarchy. Not oh, a classic, yeah. great album. Yeah, yeah, not a classic. I, I thought that was his most, that was his weakest effort up to that point. So yeah. I'm gonna go, no. Yeah. No, no. Well,
1: I don't know. I think Anarchy to me. my skip <laughs> to this day. No, I'm just uh,
0: okay okay so we got dead prayers let's get free classic
1: yeah
0: classic yeah i'm going classic on that jay-z the dynasty rock la familia um uh, yay or nay
3: yeah i like that um no nah. i don't think it's a classic
0: yeah no classic it, it has some decent cuts on there but it wasn't a it wasn't consistent like that um
3: Who was on that?
0: Mad, I'm, I'm sorry, not Mad Lib. Quasimodo, The Unseen. Classic. Yeah, classic with a capital C. Yeah. Um, Nelly, Country Grammar.
3: Classic. classic.
0: Gave us the busted challenge.
3: Um, classic.
5: Um, um, No, no. It's gotta be. That's
3: mm.
1: classic, I'm sorry. No,
5: ain't nobody listening to that right now. <laughs> no, I'm what? I'm Are you kidding? Yeah, yeah one person. Not even in St. Louis.
3: I still I wear a Band-Aid right. on my face.
5: <laughs> <laughs> now his his songs didn't age well. He got he do have his his hits, but yeah, his music didn't age well at all. And he
4: learned that when he did that versus with Ludacris.
1: Yeah.
3: I was like I was the crowd was killing
4: him even before his internet went out.
1: I was rocking yeah. to it. But Country Grammar was such a beast of a song. Like I remember the summer when that came
3: out. I was oh, huge. Yeah.
5: That was my graduation. Batter
3: up. That was huge. Andale, Andale. Come on now. That's a classic. Ride with me. I need to get on a pop podcast. Uh, <laughs> I need to get
4: on a pop, uh, <laughs> on pop, pop podcast. I'm in the wrong lane for this.
0: Yeah, I, I can't, I can't stand by being a classic, but I, I do gotta give Nelly his flowers. He put St. Louis on the map as far as hip hop, a hip hop scene went.
3: This and is an emotional classic for him.
0: <laughs> right, <laughs> Man, You better, uh, you better trademark that, bro. Right. I'm
5: saying. I'll give you that. <laughs> I give you emotional <laughs> classic because, uh, like I said, them songs do not age well. <laughs> <laughs> well
0: but he I was. was let's, let's be go St. Louis. Let's be real. Let's be real. He was everywhere in 2000. Yeah. Yes. You know, he was huge. Um, Jurassic Five, quality control.
3: Classic. Colt. Cold,
5: Cold hmm.
0: Classic. Yeah, I'm going to go Colt Classic. Yeah. The, I do People who mess with them love that yeah, album.
5: Nah, they weren't mainstream like that.
0: <clears throat> Not at all.
4: I have to listen to it again. It was a great album. I, I, don't, I don't know if I can say classic, though. I, I guess there's some stuff about it I'm not remembering right now though so I reserve judgment
0: okay fair enough fair enough Beanie Siegel the truth classic
4: not a oh, classic man. yeah classic. I, don't
3: know about that. I don't
4: know about that one time for unpopular opinions
3: <laughs> classic
0: let's hear it
4: Beanie Siegel wildly overrated <laughs>
1: I'm
0: with you
5: N- no no
1: no no I can't co-sign that no,
5: no.
0: I could kind of co-sign that. I, I, Beans was cool, you know. He could spit, but I don't yeah, know, man. He...
4: Bars from the first verse. The first verse I remember hearing them on. Let me see how I go. Uh, <laughs> uh, see, I, I'm drawing a blank now, but yeah, this habit of repeating bars that used to get on my nerves, like that "Quiet Town, Tie It Down" thing. He used that about 18 times. The album. I was. <laughs>
5: That was that was the style over there where they were from Philly. Like they do it heavy no. in, battle, in battle rap too. And the you know the Philly the Philly battle rappers they just they like doing that for some reason. But it's dope when you can do it effectively.
0: Yeah, when they run the blinds back,
5: you can over you can over gimmick a gimmick. It's like all right. Okay. Exactly. Kinda exactly. Kind of like the game when he was uh, name dropping know, rappers all the time. Name dropping constantly.
4: Yes, I agree. And, and to speak on Philly rappers, like, I can see where you're coming from in that space, like you're talking in a battle rap space. But if you, if that becomes your stick and I feel like that's what Beans is doing a lot of, it just, it got old real quick. And I think that, you know, he got put on his pedestal that I just personally don't feel like he deserved. He was dope, but... He was no. never like the god MC, like they like, like people want to say he is or what. Yeah. But
1: beans, beans was a monster compared to who he was standing next to. I mean, if you really look at Rockefeller 2000, besides no. Jay, beans was it. But they like, was people
4: trying to say that he was killing Jay. Hey, he,
5: what he, a straight he, in some in ways, in some ways he, he was. In what wow. ways? Um,
0: Beans, brother. Beans had a more Beans had a more engaging voice than Jay Z. I give him that, Agreed. but Agreed. he wasn't he wasn't the hit maker that Jay Z was. It's like yeah. Beans is uh, that dude bar for bar. bar, like not not just hit making.
1: No, nah, but he, Beans was, he was he wasn't really
2: too. Okay,
4: yeah.
1: Like when he came out with what was that? The Reason album? Yeah, that's when everybody was really on Beans. But 2000, the truth,
0: yeah, he was fine as footy. People were—I remember people. people, were, no, it was a people were, classic. now I'm take that back. People were responding to the album. I wouldn't call it no classic, but people were definitely. No, was a great album, though. Were responding to it. Uh, Mop Warriors.
4: Nah, Mm-mm. not a classic. Great album. Oh,
0: whoa! Okay, I didn't expect that. No
5: respect. <laughs> no respect. I, mean, I ain't gonna say. I, I ain't gonna, I'm not disrespecting. I'm just saying no, I don't think it was the classic. Um, I forget dude's name. He just—they well, they just yell too much for me. <laughs> it's, like, it's like they rapping of, to people across the street. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I need you to know we here, Brian, Brownsdale
0: <laughs> in the house. That's what I liked about them. I mean, like, they it, you, you, there, there's always been a place for hype hip hop, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, and I'm feeling introspective, I know who to go to. I go to the commons, the most to Taleb Kwalees, but when I just want to hear some gutter, just get amp, bully type rap, like, MOP was it, man. They, yes, nice. they delivered in spades. Okay, I'm not gonna run through all of these, but I'm gonna hit a couple more. Um, Rod Digger, Dirty Harriet, classic.
4: Couple skips but classic.
5: I'm gonna go yeah, classic. Yeah, let's let yeah, let's go that
3: route. Man, you gotta give yeah. I'm not right. Let's, let's,
5: let's go that route. Wait, 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 give out
4: Am I hearing this right, Red? You saying no, it's a dirty <laughs> head <Hellid>. No, <laughs> no,
1: no, 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 no. I'm giving raw niggas no props. Okay. yeah Okay. I mean it would be cool. But I just wanted to make I sure said, I heard that correctly. When was the last time you ran it
0: back like a week ago? Yeah, a couple of weeks for me. <laughs>
5: she, she is she is a prime example of um, needing to like have variance in your style though um, like the way the way hip-hop was evolving you kind of need to do something different at least you know a couple times on the song. she was she had the same format song after song after song. I'm gonna I'm push back on that
0: because I think I think Rod knew her audience and she knew what they wanted to hear. Yeah, well, she will she do a, a a radio single, you know, track or whatever. Sure, but she wasn't going to alter herself and her her personal style to the point where she was just unrecognizable to the cat she was trying to appeal to. Because right. to this day, she's a respected MC j- just for her bars. It's not even about oh, she's good for a female. She was just a good rapper.
4: Right, That's true. Even Sean Price said that.
0: <laughs> exactly. Definitely, definitely true. Exactly. He likes no
4: female rappers.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm going I'm to go down south for a quick second. 3-6 Mafia when the smoke clears. No. Sipping on scissor? Classic. No. Nothing 3-6 Mafia
4: was classic. No, 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 oh, no, no. Ah.
5: Like, lies. It's like I want to say no because...
3: That's the only song we know is "Stippin' on Scissor." Probably. No. <laughs> I listen to nothing else. I mean, I brought them, them up. To, I
0: brought them, them up it? to 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 make a, a broader point, you know. At the end, um, mm-hmm. let's see: De La Soul, Mosaic, Thump. Hmm.
4: I'm gonna go classic. I'm
1: gonna go classic. But yeah, back I to the six. Nah, y'all. Are, y'all. Are I right. don't know. I don't know. I don't know. That song, Gangs. Well, I don't know. It's maybe a nostalgic thing for me. But yeah, 3-6 Scissor and when Gang Signs came out, that was like one of the greatest club experiences I had in a long time.
4: Yeah.
2: Okay. Very I feel
4: well. like I feel like you are fortunate to get out of that club alive, Jack. That's- <laughs> <laughs>
2: Maybe that's why.
0: I I lived. (laughs) I had all them guns on me, and I made it out of there. Okay, I'm, 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 uh, I'm gonna. Let's see. There was one more I wanted to bring up.
3: No big He
0: had yeah, yeah, baby, yeah, baby was 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 not a classic, but it was. It had some decent cuts on there.
4: Um, Yeah, baby was not even a good album
3: well it was his last I guess that might be another emotional uh, <laughs> mm. classic
0: now, yeah we, I it just, definitely
4: had a couple bangers but I, I didn't like that project hmm.
0: I just ran through like just just the first albums that came up when I researched two al- hip hop albums released in the year 2000 and we agreed on at least 14 classic albums dropping that year mm-hmm. and there's others
2: yeah.
0: that I neglected to mention But, you know, that being said, just reflecting on the albums we mentioned. But do you all think 2000 deserves to be in the running for one of the the best years in hip hop?
4: Yes. It was all over the place. I I, I hope I wasn't. I'm not stepping on your point. No, go ahead. Um, But you guys, there was something for everybody, like even where we disagreed. Um, there was if you if you want underground, you got it. If you want you know, Uber like club stuff, you got it. If you want a gangster, you got it. If you wanted whatever that Foolishness Three Six was doing, you got it. Like
2: <laughs> realness, <laughs>
4: it was it was something for everybody, and it was quality material. Like not everything is going to be everybody's you know particular brand of vodka, but it was. You know, if that was your lane, like you can't say that uh, any of the projects that we talked about was just whack, right? They were just just not good good material. If there were good albums, it just may not appeal to you. Like Three yeah. Six for instance. I'm, not, you know, I was being a little bit silly with that. Just because that style of music doesn't appeal to me, but I can't just sit here and say it was objectively whack.
5: But when you was in that club, though, and that song came on, you can't tell me you didn't lift your cup, man. You so what I can you.
4: I can say right now on this live microphone that I was not in no club in 2000. <laughs> I was underage, sir. I was
5: in nobody's club.
3: You <laughs> was at the basement party. Okay out uh, here trying too. to
5: give me the uh, trying to yeah. that DJ Vlad interview. Yeah, no, no incriminating, <laughs> no snitching. Right, he he on that DJ Vlad. So when did you start selling drugs? Right,
3: <laughs> <laughs> right.
5: But I'm saying when that song came on, add up. At a function, yeah. I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, well, what to were saying is true.
0: Well, we're going to get into the individual songs soon too, Vince. But, but yeah, man, like like to, to Jamil's point, geographically, hip-hop was probably the most balanced in that year that than we had ever seen it, you know? And it was one of those years where the, the bar for uh quality hip-hop was still relatively high because you you kind of still have the residue of the 90s still hanging on in the year 2000 and you had cats from philadelphia putting it down detroit the midwest was was really making it stand with, with artists like common and uh, even nelly um uh, that was the year jay-z brought kanye west and just blaze into the fold well you know, done and yeah, even Little John. Mm-hmm. Even Little John. Here are some albums that were, were decent that I didn't mention uh, that came out that year Black ips Peas, Bridging the Gap, Dilated Peoples, The Platform, Exhibit, Restless, That's Jedi Mind out. Tricks, Violent by Design, Cyanide, Mind Over Matter, The Locks, We Are the Streets, oh. um, Prodigy, A- H-N- HNIC. Snoop Dogg, The Last Meal, Big L, The Big Picture, Binary Star, Masters of the Universe, Trina's debut album, All Natural, Second Nature, BITC, their self-titled album, Lyricist Lounge 2, Cali Agents, How the West Was Won, I don't know if y'all up on that, but that's how I got exposed to Planet Asia, what else do I got, Guru, uh, Jasmine Taz, Volume 3, Mm-hmm. Dialed, Bone Thugs Resurrection. That was also the year LL Cool J dropped that terrible, underwhelming
3: gold
0: gold album, H- Horror Able <laughs> Um, but but the, but funny thing is the fact that people were still had their ear to artists like LL Cool J kind of shows you where the culture was. Like in the year two thousand, it didn't it really didn't matter at mc's age you know what i mean like you know it, it hadn't started mattering then where it does now like oh man this dude was dropping music in the 80s man ain't nobody checking for him you know well, he not that kind
3: of yeah. still fresh off the whole him cannabis thing though
0: that's true that's true oh iron was hot oh and cannabis had an album that year 2000 bc 2000 bc yeah nice. the wu-tang clan dropped the w um, you know, even though it, it didn't fully scratch that Wu-Tang itch for a lot of cats, it, it was followed up with Supreme Clientele, you That's know, great. so it was just so much good music dropping and, you know, it, it, and it, it also was the end of a certain era. It was the end of the Defro era. It was the end of the No Limit era. Um,
4: oh, it was. I think it was the end of the No Limit era.
0: It was. It was. It, it, that was like the last year they were really releasing stuff because okay. Cash Money came through and kind of like stole their whole clientele. Basically, that's true. And but then that was also the year the internet started started becoming more instrumental in people's. That's when exposure.
1: Napster dropped. You Napster said what? <laughs> Napster wasn't that like two
0: thousand? Yep, that was. I was just about to say Napster premiered in two thousand and. You know, cats was stuff that you normally had to dig for. You could just type it into Napster because Napster had everything that was ever recorded. Rare freestyles, rare remixes yeah. and blends, you know, and now all this stuff is just at people's fingertips. Yeah, it took a long time to download because <laughs> this is before mm-hmm. broadband. But but it was worth it. It was it was definitely worth it. So it was it was just a lot of good things happening at once. Um, with, with also with technology and with all the music coming out, and it was also a year that underground rap really like was made made its its statement that it was here to stay. And you had a lot of underground artists that were never you know never touched anything from Raucous Records that were putting out classic material. What? You know, so it, it became it became clear in that year too that like okay, we're going to have this underground scene over here that's also going to deliver. You know, high quality hip hop as well, and it was just a beautiful time, man. It was a start. It was oh, also that you know what else premiered that year: The Lyrices Lounge Show.
4: Mm-hmm. Shout out to Wordsworth, man.
0: Yeah, yeah, and Tracy that was-
4: Ellis Ross.
0: Yes, yes, that was that was two thousand. Um, and then even on the R and B side, you have the Soul Queens becoming more active. Mm-hmm. Erica Badu dropped "Mama's Gun." D'Angelo dropped Voodoo. And then you had the Lucy Pearl album. Mm. So you had all these other artists, too, that were kind of like hip-hop adjacent. That was that were just dropping like phenomenal material at that time. And then you had the, the tours. The tours that year, the, the two biggest tours that year was the Up and Smoke tour and the Spin Kicker tour. Did anybody go to any of those shows?
4: Nah. I had the up and smoke DVD though.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, I had a friend who had tickets to see to go see Spit Kicker, but I think it was like I think it was like an eighteen and over show or whatever. But it was it was I remember it was Common, De La Biz uh I believe Taleb Kwali was on there. It might have been might have had Supernatural on there too. Um
4: Sparrow Manch on that tour. I know yep, he was. On, he was he was in that clip. I remember. Yep,
0: you're 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 exactly right um but you i mean hip-hop only I, I mean as far as tours go there are there are very few that are memorable you know you you had and and these were two of them and they were in the same year and they both kind of represented you know two different sides of the coin as far as hip-hop but they were still high quality tours because the up and smoke tour was what eminem exhibit snoop ice cube guys uh, at first. Then he Raskaz, got kicked off. Uh, Dr. Dre. You know, so the fact that all these artists were bubbling at the same time also makes it, to me, a, 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 um, you know, a landmark year. Because, I mean, like, I'm trying to think. Chaz, do you remember the Smoking Grooves tour? Uh, yeah. Don't I don't know. I know
2: you
4: said Chaz, my bad.
3: I don't know. Was that the, lift, the lineup you were just mentioning?
0: No, Smoking Grooves was 96. Right like Outkast and the Fugees was hairline, oh, wow. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was Outkast, Fugees, Tribe, uh, the D'Angelo, roots. and I think I think Erica Badu.
1: Oh, wow. Warren Hill? Yeah,
0: Lauren okay. Hill. So, that was another factor. You know, and then, again, on the internet, you had... Websites like Sandbox Automatic, um, you know, undergroundhiphop.com popping up. So it's like, even if you did not have a record store close to you, no matter where you lived, if you had access to these sites, you could order music through the mail. Uh, You know, I remember I ordered a lot of CDs through the mail um, back then because, you know, we didn't. It was just from Columbia House. (laughs) No, I didn't go through them. (laughs) (laughs) That was a scam (laughs) after a while. (laughs)
4: Percent it was
0: you get 12 CDs for a penny, word what? I... <coughs> But what, what was y'all's experience with that with, with finding music on the internet?
1: It was beautiful before they started mislabeling everything, it was mm-hmm. yeah, the sky was a limit, you know. You had your little AOL CD, 200 minutes, whatever, it'll take all night to download. You'd wake up and be at like 97 percent, okay. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah, like, you know, my household was pretty strict. Like I remember when mom threw my phone and hunting TV away, like it <laughs> in my house. So streaming actually let me have my headphones like That's Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and and yeah, making broad big uh... state CDs. Oh,
4: please believe. Bro, this was this was at the height of, of my bootlegging days, so
3: <laughs> same. The,
4: the internet was god sent for me because what i would do um you know i had to plug on on the record shop so i was always getting my stuff early but what the internet allowed for was you could throw some bonus tracks on there jack the price up (laughs) (laughs)
2: This,
5: this was the time when music was getting shifted around so fast like i was hearing about just new stuff and it was just cool to put people on the new uh different artists that you never heard of just music period because like i mean every day it was either somebody at school or just um any of your friends it's like man did you hear this man somebody put me on this Man, you need to hear this. This guy from New York. It's like, man, it's some music from over uh in Cali that you need to hear. And it was just like cycles of different music from everywhere. So I was, I was enjoying it. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely.
0: Yeah, a lot of cats I would hear on like you know Lyricist Lounge. You know they didn't have albums in the store, so I would go to Napster, type it in. Type in Thurston Howe the Third, Wordsworth,
3: and whole albums
0: would come up. You know that I was able to download, and it was just, it was, it was just a beautiful time, man. It was like you didn't have to really be that dedicated to crate digging. And I know the purists kind of look back on this age as kind of like the beginning of a bad era um, for that. But I mean, for a lot of cats who you know weren't DJs, it was it was a great time. You know what I mean? Because it's like. Now I got all this this music at my fingertips. As long as I'm in the know, I can find it and, and you know now be able to enjoy it. You know, and it was just great, man. But even on the commercial end, I think we saw a lot of people were still wanted to hear you know beats, rhymes, and skills. You know, on the mic. You know, people were buying underground hip hop like never before, you know, underground artists like Jurassic Five and, um, you know, even Slum Village, they were filling up venues. I and I, Self Scientific, um, Masters, like all these groups started popping up around that time and they were getting traction, man, they were getting traction. Then you had the video outlets, you had Rap City, you had. Yo, i um, TV Raps. What was the other one? You had them too. They were kind of, they were kind of like the old fogies though at the time.
2: Uh-huh.
4: Mm. Yeah, yeah, but the basement, was, yeah. the basement yeah. that was, That's the it. the basement era for sure. Cedar, the the her uh, the Digital chicken See, <laughs> I
1: feel about Cedar. How you feel about Three Six? Huh. Oh, I feel the same way about Cedar. She said she said our people like,
4: centuries. <laughs> like somebody at BET really thought that was
0: a good idea yeah
1: like well, y'all i out here cartoon cooning
0: <laughs> cartoon cooning <laughs> yeah man so i mean but i mean that was also the age where you know we would just after school we would veg out in front of videos well you know if you didn't have cable like me i would go to a friend's house and just watch videos you know and, you know, it was it was a good time, man. It was a good time. Now, you also had um, the songs. Uchi Wally. <laughs> Actually, I was 99.
3: I don't know now.
0: The QB album didn't come out in 2000. It, it
3: came
4: did. in 2000, yeah. It did. I thought so. Wait, Uchi Wally? I thought that was Nas Nah, that was the QB album.
3: Was yeah. it? Uh. Yeah.
4: Yeah. <laughs>
0: Oh, terrible, terrible, terrible album. Great concept, terrible album.
3: Nah.
0: So, you had the, the songs and the anthems of that time, too. Mm-hmm.
3: I think this yeah. was a turning point for me in hip hop because before this, I was mainly underground, like The Roots and Common and that whole crew, and um, you know, Dilla. But then I started being in a club in 2000. So, that's probably how I ended up liking all the, you know, Anthems and not listening to lyrics. I think that was the beginning of the end for me.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's it's uh, like you said it, it, before, it's called cool a double dip because you know, different settings call for different types of music. Well, right. um, you know, but the songs that uh, you know just come to mind, hip hop by Dead Press. Yeah, to this day, that still goes hard. And then and we went through a little resurrection with the Chappelle show being an intro for that stand by eminem just the
4: just the the, the intro to um to hip-hop oh <laughs> <laughs> that video fake,
0: fake record no
4: no no This just the, the, the beginning
0: of the chat oh oh, okay i'm yeah. sorry yeah. Fake, fake record.
3: yeah oh black rob Woe came out that year
0: black rob Woe. Um, yeah. Stand by Eminem. That was that was yeah. a weird song to release as a single, but it, worked. it was. It was. It was cool. And it
4: has an enduring quality, literally twenty-something years later, which I find a lot of irony in when I hear people say they stand this and that and not even having a clue where it came from.
0: Exactly. It's a word hmm. that became part of the lexicon. Yeah in large part because of that song and we still use that word Stan to this
5: day sure. um, I'll say not not I think, in large part I think 100% to be to that song. because of that song
4: yes yeah. I agree th- there's th- no th- other reference for it
5: Stan is <laughs> from that song yeah, yeah. yes
0: Shea Shay Lagos. Ghost mm. definitely uh ooh by De La Soul mmm uh, Raise it up in players by slum village
5: man <laughs> That's the you one
0: so that whole album on there, man.
5: That's the one
0: Industry Shakedown by Bumpy Knuckles. I don't know if y'all that's was on, on on Bumpy Knuckles oh. back then, but oh. I was That's um, another yeah. That's
4: another um, you know bully foot type rap There's another
5: album come out in 2002.
0: Which one? Yeah, second well, one first second. Yeah.
5: first.
0: That was 2001. I thought right Mm, you might be right, but I, I, I'm
4: getting the feeling it was 2000 for some reason.
0: Let me look that up. Yeah, j- July
5: 2001. Okay.
0: Okay. Uh, um, you had also you had Annie up by um MOP. Hmm. Still a classic. You yes had Oh with Feral Munch, Nate Dogg, and Mo's Death. Mm. You had the blast by Reflection Eternal uh chaz you already mentioned uh whoa um but then on the outcast tip you had b.o.b and miss jackson mm-hmm. you had weekends by black eyed Peeves. um uh, and then you had the, all the songs from nelly's album and then of course you gotta mention sipping on some
3: scissor of course that song was everywhere you gotta awesome. mention uh get your Roll on big timers was that I just,
5: oh, Yes. I just want to sing.
3: And number one, stunner.
5: Yeah, you're right, man. I just want to sing. Music Soul Child.
3: You're right. You're right. Yeah, man, you I thought
0: you that big timers album was 2002,
3: 2002 Chad. What'd you say? I thought
0: that big timers album was 2002. Uh-uh, I got that work.
1: 2000, May 16th, 2000. Wow. What, what'd you say, Fred? No, uh... I don't know, I think my connection messed up. Did you say Miss Jackson outcast? Okay.
0: Yes, yeah, I mentioned that. Yeah.
1: First rap song, my mom actually dug.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that right there make it a classic. And I know I, I know your mom too, man. That's crazy. <laughs> like, you
1: know, about forever, oh, man. I'm like, what? No.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah Miss Jackson was a, it was a very forward-thinking song, man, especially mm-hmm. for the time because it was they they took a very real issue, a real social issue, and turned it into this like almost like sweet little ditty, man. It was a ballad, but it was like they 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 made a fun, a, I hate to say it, but a fun song out of a very real, you know, social issue.
4: And yeah, they gave you some some you know medicine wrapped in candy.
0: Yeah,
5: oh, we also got the the classic Shaggy. It wasn't me.
4: That was 2,000. My man, my man was committed, too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what me? help
4: uh, me off camera. I, I seen know. you. You was in here with
0: her.
5: What
1: me? <laughs> that
5: was crazy. Uh-oh. Man, on
1: classic on the court, Trig Daddy, shut up.
5: We, we can't forget Lil' Uh-oh. Flip,
4: Pound Bow-pow. pound. <laughs> was that 2,000? Wow. 2,000. Trick Daddy, shut up. Sure was. Now, shut up, I remember. I was talking about that. Uh, that little flip yeah that um that trick daddy I, like i wasn't a, a fan but to hear a band play that song is crazy like that was that would kill you at a, at a football game if you had a decent band
0: absolutely now another thing that i kind of took notice of when doing research on this year was that all the goat producers and the producers that we consider the goats now of their craft all of them were active in the year 2000 yeah, um, You had Dr. Dre With what he did on Eminem's album He did work on Snoop's Last Meal and Exhibits Restless Of course you had What Dilla was doing in Detroit with um, Slum Village and what he did On Commons Like Water for Chocolate And the funny thing about that is that Dilla was one of those dudes He was so good He would have people come out to Detroit They'd be like oh when are you gonna be in LA I can get some beats from you And his thing was like nah You come to Detroit you know, we're right. gonna work on the album in Detroit, and I remember Royce the Five Nine saying that he he that's how he met Common for the first time. He was at Della's house and walked in, and Common was just sleep on the couch with his barefoot, with his feet exposed, and he was like, "Oh man, that's Common," you know. But that was that was so ill to me that he would make people come to his house in Detroit to work on the album, yeah. so, his beats. Um, DJ Premier was putting in work with the Guru right. album. With, uh, 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 with the uh, Bumpy uh, Bumpy Knuckles, Freddie Fox album, the Neptunes were active. Kanye and Just Blaze were getting their foot in the door, um, and had was putting out some of their best work to date. Uh, mm-hmm. Pete Rock was was active with, with also mm-hmm. with the Bumpy Knuckles album, in Slum Village, High Tech, with the Reflection Eternal album. DJ Quick had an album that year that was kind of slept on. Madlib. Madlib with the Unseen Prince Paul with Deltron 3030 Um, Alchemist with what he was doing with Dilated Peoples at the time and Timberland was still active with the whole Romeo Must Die
5: soundtrack I I got another song too it may be unpopular but City High, what would you do?
4: (laughs) 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 But look, another another real situation that was a tragedy But but the Claudette Ortiz vocals, you know, kind of could make you look past or you could, you know, miss what they were talking about.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But, man, this this was a... this was a great year, man. This was a great year, and it was still in the age where, you know, this was before the real digital age where it was streaming and everything. So, you know, record stores were still open and in abundance. And, you know, you could go to record stores and buy this stuff. And It was just a great time, man, for, for you know, the bar was still high for a lot of commercial rap like you know it was even if you weren't filming the commercial stuff there was so much underground
5: stuff coming out. but the commercial was loud like John rule had that summer that, that's true yeah. they had everything for every aspect of life like every capacity of life if you they had music that you could cruise to m- lyrical exercise um music you can um, work out to music you could dance to it's like it had everything.
0: Absolutely, absolutely, man. Underappreciated album from that year. I kind of touched on it already. I thought two, uh two thousand BC by Cannabis was a, a, a criminally underrated album. Check that out if you have not done so already. Um,
4: um, um uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's overselling it. He's overselling it, people. It's all right.
5: I am not. Don't let I am not. Don't let, please, it, don't let please, you please, fool you. Please check it out. It's a must.
0: I am not overselling that album. I am not it's overselling
3: that.
5: Trina? Okay. What
3: about Trina?
0: I wasn't in a trap. What album did she have come out that year? Did she she had... Have... Have... Hold on, I'll I, I tell you right now. Hold on. She had... <laughs> <laughs> See,
4: I, I know what album it is, man. The
0: <laughs> Uncle Luke name that album?
2: Uh,
0: He, he certainly could have. <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Oh the Brad, the Brad had an album that year. That's I was just Brad. gonna say that was a
4: good album. Lil Tony Touch dropped the album that year too. That that Peacemaker, which is crazy.
0: You're right. The Peacemaker album. Oh my God. I'm just yeah.
3: making sure y'all don't forget the ladies had some albums.
0: <laughs> Indeed. No, we, we're not forgetting the ladies. We not forget Lil' Kim had an album that year. Yeah. Which oh. is actually a pretty decent project. Uh, Question in the form of an answer by People Under the Stairs. Mm -hmm. Uh, Memphis Bleak's The Understanding, which I was talking Mm -hmm. to Reggie about this album recently. He was telling me that it is a surprisingly decent album. I still got to check it out. I I got maybe like three tracks into it and then got to doing something else. But what I heard wasn't terrible. I'll say that. (laughs) Um, Okay. (laughs) Okay.
5: Hey, Bleak got some. Bleak got a couple songs that was actually hot, man. I, I, he did not live up. He did not live up to what everybody said he should be. But I Memphis
4: Bleak is the Memphis Bleak is the Kwame Brown of hip hop, man. Yeah, I was about to say. I, I was gonna say. I
5: don't want to. I don't want to put Kwame Brown name in it because I don't want some of his mama's cooking. But. Um, <laughs> Yeah. yeah, he coming for everybody, Vince. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, man, I don't want him calling me none of them names. Actually, I would like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm I can not. i some some, some some notoriety. That <laughs> is. Also,
0: Merz, uh one of my favorite MCs, Murz dropped that year with Murz Rules the World, with his first proper album. He he had releases before that, but they weren't really high releases, but uh, Murz Rules the World was kind of like his first proper album, but...
3: they gonna do Shad Moss like that?
0: Uh, I am gonna do him.
3: Bounce with me.
0: And he wasn't even going by that at the time. <laughs> Bounce Child. <with> me. <laughs> Yeah, we. I'm. I'm i gonna have that stricken from the tape, Chaz. <laughs> 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 but um, I want to ask y'all a personal question though. Of the of the songs I mentioned that, that dropped that year, what what were what were y'all's? Give me three three singles from that year that really encapsulated what y'all remember from that year.
4: Mm. Um, I'm gonna go man through just three.
0: Yeah. Just for the sake of time, I'm sorry.
4: All right, all right. I'm going to give you three real quick ones for very different reasons. He's not necessarily my favorite, but um, definitely impactful. Wait, you said singles. Do they have to be singles?
0: Um, they don't have to be. No, they don't have to be. Okay.
4: I'm going to go with uh, Bang Bang, Capone Noriega. Um, Please Believe It by Doggy's Angels. Not a great song, but it's a catchy one. and <laughs> made me want to uh, learn how to walk. Cripwalk.
0: Now, these are songs. These are songs. When you hear them, you instantly remember where you were at in the year 2000. That's, that's why I'm picking it. Okay. Okay.
4: And I'm going to go with the opening track to Whitey Ford. Mm. I mean, not Whitey Ford. Uh, Edia Whitey's, the the intro.
0: Everlast. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good one. I forgot about that album. That's a good one. Okay, okay. I'm gonna swing it around to you, uh, uh, Fred. Hi.
1: Um, back to three six. It's an amazing <laughs> moment. No one can take that
0: from me. Wait, which song? Of uh, three six. That was. Uh, gang signs. You put your sign. Oh, okay. I remember that. Good times. I remember um, how Crunchy Black was dancing in the video. Good uh,
1: time. all right. Part of me wanted to say a little John Bia Bia for a mm. football reason, but... Man, that's a great I'm going uh, to boot that for Miss Jackson. Because <laughs> that really... Like, Outkast is always good at bridging the gap with hip-hop to mainstream. So, yeah. Good times. Yeah. And, um... So another fun record that not the best lyrically or whatever, but yes, yeah, we can see Murder down for my next one.
0: Okay. Okay. These are your personal favorites. My personal favorites. Strictly okay.
2: emotional.
0: Yeah. All right. I'm with it. I'm with it. All right, Vince, man. Three songs when you hear them, they instantly take you back to 2000. They were a the soundtrack for you that year.
5: It's it's so many songs. Come come back to me, man. I gotta I gotta narrow them down.
0: That's okay, bad. okay, fair enough. All right, Chaz. What three songs were you, your 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 the soundtrack for your life in two thousand?
3: Riding the Michigan Avenue bus to Tribune, listening to Balonius mm. on repeat. Um. The dance to So Fresh and So Clean, that little shoulder thing they would do all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never forget. And then um The Blast and Memories is a tie on Reflection Eternal.
0: Nice, nice. And okay. two very different vibes to that, too. I yes.
3: Start. Yep.
0: Absolutely. All right, for me myself, I'm gonna go with the Sixth Sense by Common and Bilal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go that with that
4: one should have been my list.
0: I'm going to go with, uh, man, I love that song. From the minute I heard it, man, like, it was just, I just thought that beat was phenomenal. And then Common just gave you like three stellar verses, you know. And, you know, I'm like, I, I got to buy this album when it drops. Like, I got to get this. Um, and I did. And it stayed in my CD player for a good three months. Yeah. Um, Players by Slum Village. That song sent me down a slum village slash J Dilla rabbit hole uh, I had never heard something so elegant and dreamy but yet yeah, so so rooted in boom back you know what I mean Ooh. it was like a beat you could touch and feel and number three I'm gonna I'm go a little left field with three I'm gonna go Gasoline Dreams by uh, Outkast
4: I love that song mm. love go, that song
0: I'm gonna go Gasoline Dreams and I'm gonna give an honorable mention to um, I'm gonna give an honorable mention to Basic Instinct by Quasimodo.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It was so many oh. songs by Quasimodo. I feel bad picking one because I could go with I could just as easily go with MHB's Astro. I love trial. that one. That <laughs> I feel like film. I messed Turn up not
3: missing. Uh, I should have mentioned Shake ya, Um and Danger from Mystical, though. Because those songs.
2: Yeah.
4: Shake it, shake it! it Should have probably been like top of mind for everybody because that song
0: was everywhere, and I was everywhere with it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Vince, I'm gonna swing it back to you, man.
5: But she said Thelonious, but man, I love that song. Raise it up, Slum Village, Fantastic Volume Two. When I fir- when I first heard that, I couldn't believe. Like I was like, what, what is really happening? Like as far as the sound, like I couldn't figure out what was going on. And then it was just like these, the mixture of like everybody had something different going on. I was like, what is this? Like it made no sense to me, but I had just got connected to it. Exactly. Um, Exactly.
0: Yeah, I, I, I felt the same way, Vince. It, it felt it felt so new, but it felt so familiar too. I was like, "Yo, I've never heard nothing like this."
5: Yeah, yeah, and and this is this sounds left field, but give it to me, Jay Z. I just want to love you. That hmm. is my
4: song. That was another monster that was that song
2: that
5: year. Yeah. yeah, that is my song right there. i The video, the way that look, the dude was dancing, like I, I remember the whole video.
0: Yeah, we
5: didn't even talk about that one. That, yeah. That, that right there was my um you know my dance song or whatever. Ooh, this can't be life off that same album?
1: Oh yeah. Put <laughs> me in my
4: feelings. <laughs> Bruh. Kanye between Kanye and Scarface. Like that was incredible.
3: Yeah. Especially
4: it was. for him to kind of come up with his verse on the spot like that. Yeah, that was. Once again, the same Beanie season. Siegel was overrated on that song.
5: <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't overrated on that "Daddy, Where Have You Been" song, though.
0: Jameel just hey getting his silky Johnson on with uh with Benny He just gotta hate on somebody. Now, see, see, I was just gonna agree. Been. I was just gonna agree with Vince on that
4: uh, on What he was talking about though.
5: Yeah, Daddy, where have you been? He took yeah. that's his. That was his song. He's he
4: yeah. He that might be like yeah. I can appreciate him being that vulnerable on there. Like he he touched on some real stuff, and punch I see what he said, I remember clear as day you smacking my mom. Remember me? That dad, that, that nine, put it in my palm, told me one day that would be mine, Turned me out.
5: He really wanted that me on that too.
4: He sure did right after that. I gotta teach news to box. Gotta teach news to block. And I ain't the half of it, man. I gotta teach news to block. Now I'm gonna have to go listen to some Beanie Sigel. And- hey man,
5: <laughs> Beanie, Beanie got it, man. It's just that I
4: don't know that I'm gonna change my opinion, but
5: and he got some, he got like some some live acapellas on YouTube that you would, that I don't even know what song it's from, but it's just they're they're just dope. Hmm. Yeah, I ain't trying to get no any acapellas. So. <laughs> <laughs> you, you'd be surprised. That's all I'm gonna say. You would be surprised. This
1: is, skinny, that, uh, this is skinny Jake beanie is this. too.
5: This is this is skinny beanie, not not a chunky beanie. Give us give us one more one more track, Vince. Um, I think I did all three of them. What well, did you do? Thel- three Thelonius doesn't count, I guess. One I forgot to mention.
0: Ironically, the name of the song is one. My Ghostface Killer.
2: What?
4: Yeah. That's Love another it. one you can prick just about anything off that album.
0: We Made It. Yeah. Malcolm. Saturday Night. Nutmeg. Apollo Kids. Buck 50. Oh, come on, man. All right, man. Yo, I'm, I'm declaring it. I think the year 2000 is probably the third best year in hip-hop ever.
4: It's... Yeah.
2: Mm. Yeah.
0: That's fair. I say it would knock off like 94. I'm putting it above 94. I'm putting it above 93. And I'm putting it above 88.
5: Here go my last song. Whoa.
0: Here go my my last song. That's generational. (laughs)
5: Right.
0: Go go ahead, Vince.
5: Is that your chick, Memphis Bleak? That wasn't 2000.
1: Yeah, that was. That's the same year Michigan. I out
5: with that Hot Boys. Now the There was two thousand the
4: original the original joint came out that year that didn't have Memphis Bleak on it. Is that your chick?
5: That's, that's the one I'm right. talking about with Missy. Nah, GZ, it was the original Twister. version
4: of it didn't have didn't have Bleak. It was just Missy. Yeah, Missy
5: was on the hook the one, and it was Jay and Twist. That's Twister. the one I'm talking about. Twist of okay. Jay Z.
0: What album was it off of? That wasn't on an album that's that
5: that
4: whole remember when i was talking about the the bootlegging and the, the bonus tracks that that
5: yeah that but track it was, was, it was out
4: was there fun. but bleep wasn't on it and then they yeah. released it later and put Bleak's verses
5: on that ah okay okay um <laughs> uh, nonetheless when i heard that beat it was like what like, yeah it was crazy again, like what is crazy
4: cymbaline <laughs> was ridiculous with that and and twister like that's a really good combination them two i don't I mean i guess he was probably too expensive but i don't know why they didn't do more
5: work together yeah i was (laughs) i was on my way to game works when i first heard that song
0: game works
5: (laughs) wow works man i'll never forget it that's
0: it's like that's crazy that's crazy yeah man so man all things considered the producers that were putting in work the albums that dropped everything going on with the internet the, the stuff that was actually making it to tv the, the songs from, from that that year, and even the stuff that was going on in the R&B, on the R&B side, man, I'm, I'm putting it at number three. I, second only to 96 and 98, or third only to 96 and 98 to me. You know, I don't know. I'm, I'm probably giving a, giving Jason a heart attack right now, but, you know, that's just how I feel. That's just how I feel. That was a phenomenal, phenomenal year uh, for hip-hop. But I don't know. Do y'all agree? I mean, is it just me?
5: That's
4: a it's quite a bold statement.
0: Um, it's a statement I'm sticking by, though. I, I, Say it again. Yeah, I, I, I said I put this year third, only under '96 and '98.
1: Um, and over '94. I mean, that's my I, problem.
5: I can't argue with you because, like I said, this was like this is when technology had made a jump to where stuff was getting cycled through so fast that, like, it was just like. A, a high sensory input of music, at least for me, it was, because it had never, it had never got shuffled around the way it was, it was getting, and that was the year I graduated too, so I was moving around a lot, a lot better than I was previously, and it was just like music coming from everywhere, at least, at least in my life. Mm-hmm.
3: Not over 88, fam.
5: Amen.
0: I respect '88, I respect '93, I respect '94, but all with with all the other factors at play, with what was going on with on TV and the internet and even on the R&B side, ah, uh, I don't know, man. It's like it's like this is the thing. It's it's great to feel nostalgic about certain years, but ideally, not
3: nostalgic. These was the better album in '88. Okay, I, I mean that's, that would that's
4: have to be uh, uh, yeah that's why I'm I'm not sure if I'm willing to go all the way out the window with you on it. I would really have to sit and do a side by side comparison.
0: Now now here's the thing. I don't disagree with you, Chaz, but I guess I'm I'm going with a quantity over quality argument, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So that's kind of how I'm looking at it too. And ideally, you want you want the culture, you want the genre.
3: Two so Live y- Crew, fam.
0: Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you I mean might that right me. there sells it. You might have me there. You might have <laughs> me there.
4: Nothing in two thousand came out that was better than that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Supreme clientele, like what a all? Nothing. All it in the garbage when it Nothing. Comes to- <laughs> all of
3: it. Right.
0: <laughs> but. <laughs> I don't know, man. It's it's ideally you want the music to get and the culture to get better and better and more diverse sounding as time goes on. That's why I'm so critical of today's hip hop. It isn't that I just want to hate on the new kids. Is that I genuinely care about the music and I want it to I want it to get better, not worse. And 2000 was just one of those years where clearly the artists. Who were active that year took everything that had been done before, built on top of it, and created something new. Because a lot, there were a lot of albums that were just dropping. We already talked about them that just sounded just like nothing we had ever heard before. Not real, you know? but um, but hey, you know we'll revisit this again. We've only really delved into '96 and 2000. We will be revisiting other years uh, on the show as well. But let's get into this album face-off. As you know, every week we take two albums that are stylistically similar and we pit them against each other. And this week, I got the battle of the two most noted, most noteworthy hip hop producers out of the state of Ohio. In fact, they are actually both from the same city, from Cincinnati. Um, In one corner, from Columbus. Oh, you're right. My mistake. My mistake. You are right, Jamil. Jay Rose is from Columbus my mistake now we have in one corner we got DJ High Tech with his album High Technology um, this was his debut album of course DJ High Tech was one half of Reflection Eternal um, this was his solo debut it was released May 8th 2001 on Ruckus Records clocking in at 40 minutes and 14 tracks featuring guest appearances from Common, Most Def, Talib Kweli, DCQ, Main Flow, Mood, Vinnie Mojica, Jonelle, Cormega and many others. And it was in the other corner we have The Essence Of by hip-hop producer Jay Rawls. He is one half of the hip-hop group Lone Catalyst and actually his album The Essence Of was released the same day as High Technology on may 8th 2001 um clocking in at 14 tracks 56 minutes it features appearances from a penny b fly dose one fat john mass influence j sands asheru capital d j live grab lover mr complex and more and um at this point i'm gonna give it up to you all man between these two albums which one was y'all feeling more and why everybody everybody on mute
3: <laughs> it's not even close so i'm gonna let somebody else go
5: well i um can you guys hear me yep. yeah um i'll say because at first it was because they, they seemed very similar man and they got a lot of parallels in the way they did the way they, they make their music but i'm gonna go high tech I just like his style better. I don't have a lot to say either way. I liked his features better. Um, I like the way he he constructs music better. Just to put it simply.
0: Okay. Okay. So Vince is giving the edge to high tech. All right, Chaz. Uh, I'll let you weigh in with your with your opinion. It
3: wasn't um wasn't high technology on my was that was Reflection Eternal on my top ten albums list. I think it was so we already know that <laughs> I'm gonna say high technology <laughs> um, I think I was at the concert where he came out and um, common was there and Quali was there and they did some of high technology. I think they did blast if I'm not mistaken so um yeah for me it's not even close it's definitely going to a high-tech
0: okay all right so you're giving it up to high-tech right jamil man between these two albums which one was you feeling more and why
4: um this one this one was actually pretty close and i kept going back and forth i'm still not completely sold honestly i don't because i like them both for different reasons i i prefer the um you know what i'm not even going to split hairs with that like that i'm gonna go with the high technology um not to Say it, you know, in any way, J ross wasn't dope because it was, it was, it was fire. What what this came down to, interestingly to me, was this was um like real underground hip hop versus what we were being sold as underground hip hop, right? Um,
3: let me back it I up had... too because uh, you, you finishing, then let me back it up, Jamil. Sorry, oh, it's all good. I have my albums mixed up. So not Reflection Eternal. This is high technology. So I had to think right. about that again. So yeah, Sun God, um, Breaking Bread, Round and Round. The remix though. I know we're talking about the album release, but the remix to round and round with um wasn't uh, method, method on there. Oh, I man.
0: didn't I didn't hate. I didn't hate it. Uh oh. But- I know a lot of people who went out and bought that album thinking Method Man was on round and round and it was, <laughs> yeah, they not were not. They were totally sort of like disappointed. I'm like, yeah. yeah, that's what you get for not supporting real hip hop and falling for the remix. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: but get a and They put a stepping stone a stepping song on a hip hop album.
0: That worked. That did work. I like that one. round and round. Round
3: and round original.
0: Both, actually. I like the Gonna remix any original.
3: Okay.
4: Yeah, the original was, was pretty boring. Yeah. Like Jonel fine, but nothing to write home about. Um what I was saying though, like, so I enjoy um the musicality of high tech production. Um, over the J Rawls, but lyrically, the J Rawls was like vastly superior but it 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 just really depends on what you're in the mood for like if I just want just like some real underground meat and potatoes hip hop no frills Jay Ross is going to deliver um and I I appreciate being able to um you know get voices that you just don't hear all the time with high tech this is kind of a who's who of what we're labeling underground hip hop which is really more backpack than underground because these are all established Mm -hmm. artists Mm
5: -hmm. yep um
3: it's
4: it's wrapped in it's wrapped in the the cloth of underground so there's some credibility that comes with it Mm -hmm. um that may or may not be earned because quite frankly high tech you know Uh ran off ran off with dr dre like shortly after that he, he had you know he had his eyes on other
0: things which is not wrong but
3: he I gave it a I few don't. more years before he get that one but
0: yeah not I many he, he gave it maybe like a one like one year that's what? why think. It's like two
4: years at most because uh. he was on an, uh, the second 50 cent um, yeah Oh. but um yeah it was just musically I think in the moment I was feeling the high technology better but that's not to say anything bad about
0: the J-Rolls at all okay so you're giving an edge to high tech yeah
3: okay okay
0: well, I would I would say this. This was a great review for me because a great album face-off because I dug both these albums back then, and I I still dig them. And you know, the high tech it was kind of like the last dope raucous release, you know, mm-hmm. and it, it kind of marked the end of that era. Now, the high tech it suffers from a bit of an identity crisis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It wants to be this compilation for all of his underground hip hop buddies that he came up with but it also wanted to be it was trying to felt like it was trying to be another feather in the cap of the whole RocKus records catalog but it also felt like it was an audition for more commercial MCs and even R&B artists for high tech saying hey, I, hey look at me y'all you know I, I could do y'all beats too that's what it felt like to me so huh. it kind of it kind of suffered from some consistency issues but the highs were really high but the worst songs on the album, courtesy of Slum Village. <laughs> oh my God, was that terrible. Yeah. Ch- the Juvie, even Core Mega, the worst songs. Were yeah, worse. I didn't
3: like that one either.
0: They were worse than the worst songs, on, <laughs> or the bad songs, I should say, on the J Raws. So the album did have some consistency issues. Now, the J Raws that album felt that it felt like the album knew exactly what it was. It felt like j Rawls knew who his audience was. He knows what his audience came to hear. These were Lone Catalyst fans. These were Seven Heads fans. These were Mood fans. You know, Buka Entertainment, won a Battle, that whole movement. And he delivered exactly what those people wanted to hear. Great Live Caper with J-Live is one of my favorite hip-hop tracks of all time. And hmm. the j Rawls you say what that's high praise well favorite storytelling raps of all time no i,
4: I figure that's what you meant i still you know i put it in, in rarefied air i mean you're like, the, the song i mean song is dope I'm not, I'm not i'm not disagreeing with
0: you i'm not disagreeing with you at all i'm just i'm like all right you know far away um with a panty b fly check the clock blue number two superhero this was what i call one of my nag champa bangers back in the day i could just throw <laughs> this one burn some incense and just you know it's just welcoming the vibes well, and are
3: I, any of these songs better than sun guy though some are some are
0: some of the ones i mm-hmm. mentioned really? come on now Ray live caper is better than sun guy let's not let's not play around
5: i
4: disagree i don't know i don't know
5: you know it's funny you say that, uh Ian, because I do even even when you write, I can feel some of the influence of this album.
0: Oh absolutely. Really absolutely. Rap, I was I was so. I was all on these cats back in the day. Now some of the abstract hip hop elements on the J-Raw's, they do pop up a little too often. Like with Elegy and Meniscus and Nomo, but the album is not hampered by it's not hampered by chasing a particularly a particular sound or hit. It, it, it knows its audience, it knows its identity, and it just delivers on that front. However, that being said, I felt the High Tech was a slightly more quality album, even though the J Rawls was a more consistent album. The first half of high technology is bulletproof,
3: yeah. Well, yeah. well, yeah, it doesn't
0: really fall off till you get to what was the it? I, I it. What? Let me see, it doesn't really fall off till you get to where I'm from, mm-hmm. but and then you got right <laughs> after that, you got Tony Guitar Watson, and then you got Round and Round, get to Step In, then from High Tech, I enjoy, and then it falls mm-hmm. off again with, yeah slum village track but then it gets right back going again with suddenly so that's even though the album has some some identity issues i think the fact that it's the better album speaks to the quality of high-tech's production jay rawls is a way more jazzier producer mm-hmm um, and since since these albums dropped, J. Ross has actually been the more prolific producer out of the two. I will agree, I agree. <laughs> oddly enough, and the more consistent one. Yep. But if I was if if a casual rap fan was asking me which one of these albums they should check out, I would likely tell them, you know, go with the high tech. But eventually, work your way around to the to the J. Ross. Um, cause I think the J Raw's the essence of is a phenomenal album and it was just, it was the S es- To me, it just felt like the essence of an underground rap album at that time mm-hmm. with the, with the cats he had on there. And then you had the jazz track with Charles Cooper on a saxophone. That was dope. You know, you, you hadn't really, you, you didn't, you weren't really getting that out of hip hop albums. You, you got a, a little taste of it on Dead presence album with, um, the instrumental track they did i think it's called finding a way and then you had it with may, may of december with most death wow. mm-hmm. but you weren't really he- hearing that on hip-hop albums a whole lot and i i enjoyed that i thoroughly enjoyed it
3: i feel that. like nas brought jazz in due to his dad's influence
0: he did he did but i'm talking about like of just doing a whole instrumental track on that
3: oh well, yeah
0: right you you just really weren't seeing that
3: Maybe you not. did change my mind on something fam I- I never looked at it like it was a showcase album, like you and Jamil said, it kind of show folks what he can do before he jumps ship. And now that I think about it, I am thinking it is kind of all over the place a little bit, just kind of like, I could do a beat like this, I could do a beat, I could do a stepless beat. So,
0: exactly. Exactly. You know, and, and for, fortunately for him, he can do all of that. You know, he's,
4: yeah, he's, he just happens to be really good at it.
0: Right. <laughs> you know, but not not every producer can do that and make it work, you know, but it does kind of create some consistency issues with the album. It's, it's almost like he had like a, a a checklist of stuff that he was like checking off as he was making the album. And interesting story, um, on the Talib Kweli podcast, he had actually shed some light on that recording process of that album because uh, Raucous Records wanted to release an instrumental series from you know their producers and they wanted him to do make this album an instrumental album and he was like nah these beats need to have producers on them I mean mean, they need to have rappers on them you know to kind of punch them up a bit and he was right you know um, it's a lot of stuff Ruckus was we finding out Ruckus was trying to do behind the scenes that you know was just gonna eventually bury the label which is what happened I um, wonder why yeah, I wonder why too. Could it be the guests? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, they they, they could have just do sat back and just collected a check, man. No, they couldn't. <laughs> That's the problem. No, what I'm saying is they could've they didn't have to interfere with the artists so with with, with their with what the artists were putting out so much. I agree. I'm saying that, that I, I'm saying that
4: they absolutely should have done that, but you can't, man. Tiger don't change the stripes.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're right, about that. you're right about that. All right, so yeah, yeah, I didn't expect it to go that way. All, all, all of us went for high tech, but um, very well then. So we're gonna go ahead. We're gonna cap this episode off like we always do with another segment of what you're bumping, where I invite y'all to share with the listeners what y'all been bumping for the past week or so. So, uh Vince, man. This week, man, what you
5: been up I was just like tapping into some of the uh new stuff cuz it's just time for me to do a like a, a huge DJ music grab. So I was just listening to just a lot of everything. I did go into some Afrobeat. Uh, I was going down the line with some Afrobeat stuff, but I can't really give you a name. Oh, <laughs> don't laugh at me, y'all. For some reason, I was listening to B2K's Pandemonium album. I'm going <laughs> to laugh at you now.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
5: hey. I wasn't going to laugh at you. <laughs> Hey, that album is pretty good, actually, isn't it? You may may laugh, but if you listen to it, you be like, hey, this
0: is
2: not bad.
5: Yeah. It's like a 7 out of
0: 10. Mm. In terms of R&B, okay. Yeah, 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 of course. Um.
4: Turn around and let me see that sexy body go...
5: (laughs) Bump, bump, (laughs) bump. It's not, even, it's not even the songs that was on the radio that they, they get your attention on that album. But anyway, um, I'm, a, I'm in a Marion fan, so you maybe it's a bias there. Um, he's still making some good music. His last album he just dropped was actually pretty good, too. I keep hearing um, that. Yeah, it was pretty good. we um, got a song called Mutual with Wale, which is just a dope song. I would say as soon as this... Uh, show is over Just listen to that Immediately
0: um, I'm gonna listen yeah. to it, I'm gonna listen to it And if it's whack I'm gonna write A diss track about
5: you <laughs>
1: I'm, ready I'm ready I'm ready for that too
5: <laughs> But if it's not You gonna write a uh, nah, I don't, nah I don't even know How you do that
4: <laughs> Apology I'm here for it
5: Yeah but no, the You got a nice Cali uh, West Coast vibe To the song You like it you, you gonna like that. I have no no hesitation in saying that. But I mean I just basically just listen to all you know, not not any particular artist, but just
0: music period. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, cool, cool. Uh Chaz, this week what you have been
3: bumping? Uh mainly R and B. I um pulled out Maya Moot Ring. I was listening to some of that. Well, of course oh, it's wow. free and my love is like Whoa and um <laughs> let's see some music I soul believe right um, some of music soul child just all his albums like picking and choosing stuff from them. John Legend Evolver album I like that and uh Wale the album about nothing was listening to some of that so that's me that
4: was our first mixtape right mm-hmm. yeah
3: Okay. Yeah. nice
0: nice Jamil, man, what you been bumping?
4: Alright, so I'm going to need you to edit this out because FOI going to come for me.
0: <laughs>
4: but I listened to the Peter Rosenberg.
0: Yes, what did you think?
4: It was crazy. Crazy. And I uh, listened to an interview that he did shortly after that and I, I appreciated it even more after hearing him kind of talk about the project. But I, I like that got a chance to hear a lot of the new cats, but it still had a, a not not like dated not really old school but classic it had like a classic sound to it um without sounding loaded which i appreciate and it got you know mcs that i rock with you know you got the grizzledos on there and ghost doing this thing like i don't think there was anything on it that i can recall that i didn't like so that was probably the main thing and i've been uh, listening to a lot of playlists so not um, Oh That Wahim um, Devon And Apollo Brown mm. I that enjoyed really that great. a lot I enjoyed that a lot Yep Other than that I don't think I listened to Any like Whole projects Just like Tracks on there
0: Okay Okay Alright Very well uh, For me I also have been Bumping the Peter Rosenberg Album uh, Real late I'm gonna talk about it More in depth um, Next week But I loved it um, I've also been bumping get this the Lloyd banks uh, the course of the inevitable album um,
5: he was yeah, I listen to
0: that. he was spitting his heart out on that album um yeah. I was I was I was impressed I was impressed really like <laughs> he had a lot to say and he can say it well um, I've also been bumping euro uh, Drew uh, his new album time. It's, it's kind of a concept album, but it's still very dope. It's not a heavy concept album, but it's it's got a theme, I should say. Very dope. I, I've also been bumping Sky Zoo, all the brilliant things. I love this album. It, it sounds like a Spike Lee movie. And it's 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 a dope album. It's, it's mainly about gentrification and what it could used to be and what it is now. But it's a great album. And I've also been bumping the new Ransom EP uh, 7 um, mm. he covers the 7 deadly z- sins in each track and
4: that's an interesting concept
0: <laughs> yeah I thought so too man he always has good concepts man I, I love Ransom um, yeah. I love his-, his director's cut series with the whole horror movie themes dude is dope dude is dope one one last thing I wanted to ask y'all about the high tech and the j raws which album had the doper intro because they both did they DJ thing on on the intros, which one of those albums had the better intro? Um,
4: I'm gonna go with the J Rawls on that one. Yeah, but I gotta
0: go with the J Rawls too. Yeah, I say J Rawls. Yeah, that was that was a fire intro. That was a fire <laughs> intro. I meant to comment on that earlier, but um, real quick, Jamil, you got any album anniversaries for us? Uh, yes, indeed.
4: So for um. We got some good and some bad. I'm just gonna put that disclaimer out there. Hmm. Uh ten years. You got uh bad meets evil. Oh wow. Bumpy Knuckles and Static Selected, a lyrical workout, and uh Random Acts all came out ten years ago this week.
0: Wow, okay, okay. Man, that bad meets evil was ten years ago.
4: It's time for another cheeks. One. Cheeks material.
0: Yeah, it wasn't as consistent as it should have been. It had a couple of good tracks, but. Yeah, it was
4: a, it was a pop record. Yeah. And it, it should not have been that, but digress. Yeah,
0: it was, it was, a, it was definitely a missed opportunity. I'll say that.
4: For sure. Fif- 15 years ago, you Got got uh, Zion I Break It Dawn, mm. uh, Mr. Lift, Momega.
0: Oh, really? I love
4: Momega. Yes, indeed. And now to bring the room down.
0: Buster Rhymes, the Big Bang. The the which one? The Big Bang. The Big Bang was that was what 15? 15 years. Yeah. You, gonna, you,
5: gonna, you gonna stop getting on Buster
0: like that. He's gonna stop putting out this Fiz-
4: well, he has stopped putting out the bull, but hey Buster had a run of like four albums that was garbage suck water.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Hate to say uh, it. Y'all gonna leave Buster
4: alone, man. Buster,
0: um, Buster brought it on himself for releasing that. <laughs> hey, like right. Mail said, them, them cheeks
3: albums. I think that's why we were so excited with this ELE when it dropped because it was actually not terrible. Exactly. Exactly. Right.
0: Right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> um,
3: <that's
4: laughs> last, last but not least, on the anniversaries, we got 25 years for the Fun Crusher Company Flow album. Really? It's crazy. Wow. Man, LP's still out here doing
0: it. Yeah, he's still out here doing it. We're running jewels, man. Classic, classic. All right, man. So that will wrap up our show for the evening. Uh, Chaz, Vince, Jamil, I want to thank y'all again for carving out some time tonight. Chaz, I know you was battling a headache. Your efforts are much appreciated. <laughs> Shout out to Fred for popping in on the show briefly. We will be back next week with our season 10 finale. Uh, so hopefully all y'all can come back for that. We got some good topics coming through. We're going to have a special guest. And yeah, we're going to keep it moving. We're going to keep it moving. So uh, with that, I bid y'all adieu. And I'm going to say peace, peace. peace, peace.